Welcome to the Six Ways to Sunday podcast, hosted by award-winning television director, documentary filmmaker, author, and speaker, Craig D. Forrest. Join Craig for the next few minutes as he interviews leaders, artists, and creatives about trends and insights shaping our digital world and faith-based media. This podcast is produced and brought to you by Matchstick Media International. Now, here's Craig. Welcome to our podcast. We have Dr. Michael Patrick with us today, who is a very esteemed, knowledgeable, and veteran journalist, as well as a professor. Welcome to the podcast today. Thank you very much, Craig. I appreciate it. Uh, I follow your work, by the way, which uh, sets a very high standard internationally uh, and uh, really is the kind of work that I think journal makes journalism uh, worth doing and a real both ministry and informational outreach. So I really appreciate what you're doing. Oh, appreciate that. That's a very kind compliment. Thank you very, very much. It's been a lot of fun to travel the world and see what God is doing and report on those stories as well, especially things like miracles and redemptive stories and such. You bet. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate that. Uh, Michael, you have a long career and can you just, uh, can you give us like some some milestones, love that term, a term, old English term, milestones, uh, you know, CBN and professor and all. Just walk us through your career. It's been a fascinating career that, from what I can see, absolutely. Well, I, it's nice of you to say. I, uh, you know, it's uh, uh, it's been kind of a uh, uh, an ongoing uh, change of of a venue. I'm I consider myself. Uh, uh, really a, a a vagabond, as it were, on the earth, a stranger and vagabond on the earth. I, I started out in news. Uh, my first uh, uh, get of an interview uh, uh, was uh, a fellow by the name of uh, Robert F. Kennedy, and, uh, uh, and uh, he was uh, running for president at the time, uh, Bobby Kennedy. And uh, he had, and I was a kid in high school, uh, and he came through on his camp presidential campaign. Stopped in a small town. I ran out to the airport. Decided I would. I worked as a copy editor, or excuse me, a copy boy, copy editor, copy boy for a local newspaper. I decided to play journalist for the day, and I ran out to the airport and uh, stood at the fence, waved. He came over to talk to supporters, and I got a. Uh, question in to him, and uh, that made news. And from then on, I was kind of inspired to uh, uh, go into the news business. And uh, but I never really thought I would be a journalist. I was a. I, I went through being an editor of, of student publications uh, at, at universities, a couple of different universities, and uh, ran a couple of stories that got me into a little trouble. You can imagine that. And uh, I decided, you know, I've been. I've been doing this for a few years now. I might as well uh, go ahead and make a make a living at it. So that's when I started to uh, take take news on full time. I uh, the, the the more more just to condense it and say basically I uh, I've moved around uh, a great deal and uh, I started out uh, in helping to uh, launch and 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 found CBN News, which is the Christian Broadcasting Network as the executive producer there, eventually vice president. And we open news bureaus and operations in different places around the world. 
I did that for a number of years. I ended up uh, uh, doing uh, starting a newspaper and doing a variety of things. Ended up at CNN International. I did that for a short time. Uh, and uh, I've worked basically across the board in media, both uh, uh, broadcasting, print, uh, internet, uh, and radio. And so I've pretty much covered the bases in that. And now, you know, what, what do they say when you can't do teach? Uh, <laughs> I ended up picking up a, a, a job as a, a working with uh, Regent University. I was dean of the School of Communication and the Arts and a chair and taught it, but all the while continuing to do journalism along the way, work as a freelance journalist. I was a consultant for business, did a variety of things. I'm now teaching at LCC International University in Lithuania and still doing some other work on the side. So uh, it's been a very uh, uh, up and down uh, career from some people's point of view, I suppose. But uh, from my point of view, I was always chasing a good story. So that's that's kind of where I'm at. And uh, by the way, you uh, you mentioned somebody when we were just getting started, uh, named Stan Jeter. I worked with Stan and, and as he put together Global News Alliance and and uh, did some things there. So I uh, worked as uh, on the board there. So I've really taken a heart to the kinds of taken to heart the kinds of of pace setting standards that you've done, uh, Craig around the world. So uh, I, I follow you, what you do uh, uh, as, as closely as I can. So it's been an interesting career. That's a lot of words to just say, I'm out there making it up as I go along. <laughs> we all are out there making it up as we go along. We go in with a plan and then as soon as you get, in, get into the situation, you usually throw away or rip up the plan and you gotta go with what you got. Just sort of like going to war in some ways. I remember a story a little while back, Michael, uh, we're talking to a journalist and professor, Dr. Michael Patrick on the Six Ways of Sunday podcast. I remember a story that you told about being in the same hallway with President Ronald Reagan and talk about that. Oh, well, that was uh, when, uh, of course, during Reagan's term and I uh, and CBN News had, ran a news bureau in Washington uh, we had White House correspondence, uh, correspondent uh, Capitol Hill covered it all. And I basically was up in Washington uh, overseeing the bureau and uh, then uh, on, on, from Virginia Beach. And uh, I ran into uh, walking down the hall in the White House, which was, uh, you know, if you're working and covering these places, you're wandering about and uh, and here comes the, uh, Ronald Reagan down the hallway. Well, I was kind of like step to the side kind of thing and don't bother him. Don't talk to him because the press had regular times uh, to, to do that. And uh, uh, he stopped in the hallway and and chatted with me. Uh, Ronald Reagan and uh, had a quality that a few other uh, world leaders have uh, have had. And that's the ability that when he looks at you and and focuses, he's not looking past you, he's in the moment uh, and uh, makes a huge uh, difference when you're talking to people with that kind of character. And uh, th that was one of the qualities of, of him and just in terms of not trying to turn on the charm, although that's pretty natural for someone at that level, but 
uh, someone who really engages you, is listening, uh, remembers you, uh, and pays attention. And that, that kind of interaction, from my point of view, is a quality of a leader. And uh, so I was I was kind of stunned, but at the same time, we we talked very short period of time about things I was doing, things he was doing. I tried to avoid quizzing him on all kinds of subjects at that moment. Sure. Uh, but but uh, because there's a place to do that uh, and a place not, but uh, it was a very impressive uh, connection. There's somebody else I want to follow that up. The other side of the coin, you told a great story important story, your memory of meeting Billy Graham at one point, remember? Yes, Billy Graham was, uh, I met him on a few occasions, and uh, one of the first occasions that I really uh, had a chance to talk with him was a, was a room full of VIPs, all kinds of important people, well-known people, nationally known people, and they were all dressed up. It was a big event, an opening and it was like in a large, pretty sizable ballroom kind of uh, setting. It was a it was a hallway setting, but really it was more like a, a an entryway, but a very large ornate entryway. And it was full of people, and you, you would recognize everybody in them. And I was just a producer at that point, and I was actually had gone in to try and get some. Uh, uh, some Coca-Cola out of <laughs> out of a machine and sneak back outside into the heat to wait for the event to kick off. And I'm standing there just kind of looking at all the people and who exactly was there. And Billy Graham was probably two thirds across the room from me, uh, maybe uh, 50, 75 yards. And he looked over and he spotted me and it was like, he zeroed in on me and then he started walking towards me. Well, at first I'm looking, who's he going to meet? And he kept coming and I kind of stepped out a little bit uh, from the from the wall and he walked over and then I realized he was coming to talk to me and we chatted a bit. And it was very interesting. Again, just like I mentioned about Ronald, uh, uh, Ronald Reagan, he wasn't looking around to see who what other high rollers he could connect with. He wasn't looking past me to try and see who else he could talk to. He focused strictly on me, came over and he stuck out his hand in all humility and, and said, hi, I'm Billy Graham, as if I might not know who he was. <laughs> and we started chatting and he was asking me questions about what I do and where I live. And, and I had a back and forth kind of conversation and people started to gather around because, after all, this is Billy Graham, one of the most famous people, certainly in the Western world. And uh, they kept looking at me kind of puzzled, like, who is this guy? <laughs> and and uh, I took away from that a real sense of the, uh, of a leader having humility, uh, that he was talking to me as if I was his next door neighbor. And he wasn't looking to just talk to the high rollers in the room, to the famous people in the room. He was he was connecting with real people. And I could tell that that's really what he preferred uh, than to talking to people that already kind of uh, uh, feel that they're important in the room. And uh, but he was asking me questions. And and uh, so it was and and, and a great conversation, uh, qualities of leadership. And that's what's stood out in just those two conversations. Excellent. Um, both people, from what you're saying, Michael, when you're in a moment, in the moment, talking to them, you get the sense that they're generally interested 
in you what you have to say in the conversation and they kind of put away the distraction. You feel like, wow, I'm, I'm talking to a famous person, but it's a real person. That's what I get from what you're saying and all that. And that's that's impressive on their part as well. It's a rare quality, I think, for leaders to develop that you don't just breeze by the guy who's sweeping the carpet and talk to the to the to the uh, wealthy businessman that just uh, walked by. You focus on real people at all times. That's what Jesus did, I think, uh, is that he focused on real people and that uh, he wasn't concerned with whether with you know who they're they're standing in the community he was focused on them as human beings and that's i think at the heart of being a true uh servant leader a true a true leader with humility and it takes humility to to have that kind of impact people wonder how did ronald reagan succeed how did billy graham uh, make the impact he did. And that's because he valued every person he encountered uh, equally and, and uh, differently, perhaps in different ways, but equally and treated him as human beings. And that was like foundational to that humility is foundational to real leadership. Great talk with Dr. Michael Patrick. Hope you join us again on the other side and we'll listen then. You've been listening to the Six Ways to Sunday podcast with Craig D. Forrest, brought to you by Matchstick Media International, dedicated to excellence in media through inspiration, vision, and education. To learn more, visit us on the web at matchstickmedia.org. That's matchstickmedia.org. Your generous donations, large or small, help defray costs for producing this creative podcast. Thanks for listening and subscribing.